This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Dear friend, I welcome you to our meeting edition in his image. This program has its root deeply connected to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, where it talks about God creating man in his image. This program is full of information, full of education, and full of advice about how best men we can live our life in the image of God on this planet. I promise you. Is going to be inspiring and insightful, and you will never want to miss it. And to help me to have this fruitful discussion, I have my able panelists seated. So I'll go to them to introduce themselves. And I'll start from you. Asamu Alexander is my name. I am a finance person by training. I currently work with Multimedia Kumasi Division in Ghana. And uh, we can promise our viewers as well as our listeners that this meeting edition will be very, very inspi- ins- insightful and they should watch out as we go through the program. My name is Kobno Uswasante. I'm a family physician by training, hospital director, and I invite you to an engaging journey. Yeah, I am Benjamin Ajeni Mbwatin, urban planner by profession. Um, I hope that these few days that we have with you um, for this maiden edition, um, all of us are going to enjoy. I welcome you, gentlemen, and I'm, I am your host, Kofi Asante. I'll start with you. You see, the topic that we are going to discuss today is Christ as the head of man. And we've all heard the, heard the name Jesus Christ from our infancy. So when we talk about Jesus Christ, the question will be, who is indeed this Jesus Christ? Okay. Um, Jesus Christ, um, for those of us who have the Bible as our main resource book, um, we are told to believe, and in fact it did happen, that um, the parents of Jesus Christ, uh, Mary, Joseph, um, before he was born, um, angels came to prophesy the name, and they gave the name to the parents, that the son would be called Jesus Christ, and that he would be the redeemer of the world. But uh, furthermore, if you go into the Bible, um, and you go to Genesis chapter 1, where creation started, um, we read that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth. And God said, Now we need to uh, interrogate to see which among the Godhead, because um, we we believe that Jesus Christ is one is one of the Godhead. Um, there are three persons. Um, we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We believe that Jesus Christ is God um, the Son. And we believe that it was Jesus Christ who was the active agent in creation. John chapter 1, um, verse 1 says... Um, um, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God so that word that um, was Jesus Christ 
Okay, thank you, Elder. Then I'll come to you, Doc. Please, your take. Who is Jesus? Now, it's interesting that that's a question that he himself asked while he was on earth. Yeah. He asked the disciples that, who do you say that I am? And there were as many answers as disciples. But the answer that he picked as the correct answer, coming from where Ben took, ended up, was that he was a Christ, the anointed one, the one sent by God to restore the world. And so... Christ is the express image of God. He is the one in whom all things live and move and have their being. He is the one in whom and through whom all things were created, and in him all things hold together and consist. So this Jesus was not just an ordinary man. Okay. This Jesus was God revealed to man. That's Jesus. Thank you. How do you take I think basically the two panelists have done justice to the definition of who Jesus is. And I think that uh, just to add something small, uh, he's a person, some may describe him as God in a human form. Okay. Yes, God in a human form. So just as uh, our dear brother, Ejeni, made mention, he is God. Okay. Dog has also made mention. He was also part of creation. So God in a human form. That's the best description I, I may define Jesus. Okay. Thank you for the meaning giving. Now we are going to tackle the main subject. And I'll start from you. You see, now we talk about Christ as the head of man. So when we say Christ as the head of man, as said in 1 Corinthians 11, what does it really mean? What what does 1 Corinthians 11 say? You quoted right on the spot. um, 1 Corinthians 11... um, um, says, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Christ as the head of man uh, basically means we come from him. Okay. Our origin okay. is from him. Okay. Our being is from him. Our everything, our personality is from him. In essence, he is our source, the same as our origin. Yes. Okay. So with what you just said, is he the head of man of a certain group of people? Or he is the head of man of every... He is the man of every creation, everyone who, was, who is born man, not of a certain group. Of course, um, some people might not um, agree to his his his, his godship, okay. um, but he is, from what we know from scriptures, he is the head of every man, not for any um, a particular group of people, but every man. Yeah. So it's not for only Christians. Not at, not at all. He is for everyone. Christ says he came to the world to save all. All right, and 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 he created us all. Um, he he wants to redeem us all. He wants to save us all. So he is not specifically for a targeted group of people, but everyone. Okay, thank you, Elder. So the next question will be: We all know the purpose of Jesus Christ on this planet, and we know his mission. Elder, can you help us by elaborating on the mission of Jesus Christ on this planet? Dear friend, as we learned the foundation of our study, it is in his image. 
And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. So that was the original purpose of creation. Unfortunately, man fell from that higher and exalted status as the steward of God through sin and through the fall. And so the world as we see it now, since then, is a result of brokenness and the chaos that comes from disobeying God. But God did not leave man to die in their sin, but he established a plan of restoration. And so the purpose of Jesus Christ is to restore man to that image of God. That is the purpose of Jesus Jesus Christ. To restore man to that image of God that was intended to be in the beginning. And some writers, even outside the Bible, have, have, have made allusion to this. As one writer says, God made man in his image a little lower than the angels, but sin has improved man to be a little better than devils. And so, the purpose of Jesus Christ is to restore man to that image of God, so that man can be a worthy expression of who God should be. That is Jesus Christ. So what was the process of that restoration? And so, as the Bible says, you need to know where you are fallen before you can stand. The fall occurred through sin. And so, if restoration could happen, it could only happen by dealing with the sin problem. Okay. The sin problem had two components. The wages of sin is death. And so, having sinned, man had to die. If restoration had to take place, death had to be managed. And again, the character of sinfulness, rebellion, that human beings find disobedience easier to come by than obedience, that character also had to be dealt with. And so Jesus had a twofold mission. To die to take away the penalty of sin, and also to be resurrected so that we would have the power to live above sin. To live in the image of God as we were expected to be in the beginning. Okay, so with the restoration, has it been completed or it is still ongoing? It is an ongoing work. The penalty for sin has been paid on the cross. The work of restoration is ongoing. As we daily walk with Christ, we relearn his image. As the Bible says that by beholding we become changed. And so as we behold Christ day by day, we are transformed into his very image. And so by allowing his headship over our lives, we walk with him. And by beholding him, we become changed into his image. And so by his sacrifice and by his life, we have both victory over sin. We are able to overcome that departure from his image and be in his image. And finally, above all, as we accept his headship, we are restored into who we were created to be in the image of Thank God. You, Doug. you talk about sacrifice. So Elder will come to you with a sacrifice our Lord Jesus Christ made for us. What can we learn and put into practice for the benefit of the world? I think that the, the word that you use, sacrifice, it means uh, as we are in this planet, yeah. uh, the one lesson we can learn is to also sacrifice for others. Okay. Uh, because for God so loved the world that he gave. So the giving is sacrifice that God was making okay. to humanity. Okay. So once we are also accept God as the head, then we also have to exhibit the, that kind of attribute. Okay. And that's the sacrifice. 
So we need to sacrifice for others also so that they can also uh, have what they intended to do. Thank you very much. But you see, we have to break it down. In terms of sacrifice, what manner or what ways does it take? Sacrifice takes various forms. Uh, Sacrifice takes various forms. Once you are the head, I want to to look at it from the family lineage. Uh, Once uh, that is the head of the family, the daddy has to sacrifice for the children, has to sacrifice for the wife, has to sacrifice for all the people who are under under him. That is, he needs to provide for them. And in providing for them, sometimes the daddy has to has to sacrifice in such a way that if the kids has not eaten, he should not eat. Yeah. You see, most often they are not. You know, when we were growing up, most often they are not. Mommy will get into the kitchen, and then the good part of the meat is what they give to daddy. Okay. Uh, but if daddy wants to sacrifice, it's a case that needs this. Yeah. So it is the case that daddy has to sacrifice for them so that they can have all the nutrients needed for them to grow. Okay, thank you very much, Elder. Then, um, Elder General, I'll come to you. You see, we need to develop personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And when we talk about relationship, we know that relationship also creates bonding. And there are so many ways relationships can be created. Relationships can be created based on maybe friendship. It can be created based on maybe financial assistance. It can be created and leads to marriage. But in what manner can we create that personal and intimate relationship as followers of Christ? Yeah, uh, number one, I believe that you need to accept um, the headship of Christ on your life. You need to accept his leadership in your life. You need to accept that he is in control of your life. Human beings want to be in control of our own life. You know, no one wants anyone to control him. But if you really want to have a relationship with Christ, um, you need to surrender your right and let Christ determine what happens to you. He, You need to come under his leadership so that whatever he says, you abide by it. Number two, there ought to be constant communication between you and him. Once you accept his lordship and you deny the world, you, you, you deny everything that holds you back, you stop um, sinning and abide by his rules, then the next thing is to have constant communion with, with him. You also have to read your scriptures because he speaks to us through the word. The word is him. So by reading the scriptures and by studying the scriptures, the Bible says by beholding, we become changed. Just like him. So it's, it's, it's a process. It's not a day, a, a one day kind of a thing where he fixes us and we are okay. No, we go through a certain process and we become like him and reflect his character. So show me a Christian who go down on his knees to pray, who studies the scriptures, and I'll show you someone who is reflecting the character of Christ. Thank you very much, Elder. Uh, Elder, there's a question I want to ask about developing the relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, in our part of the world, we believe that followers have discretion. And even in our workplaces, even in this nation, the laws of this nation give followers the right to also express their feelings. So with our relationship with Jesus Christ, do we have the right to express our feeling 
aside the instructions being given by Jesus Christ. So I'll take it from this point. Friends, as men, we typically want to have our own way and our own say. Mm-hmm. But it really depends on the nature of the relationship. Okay. And so the way that you would probably have your own say in your home setting will be different from the way you have your own say if you are the witness in court, if you are the accused in court, or you are the convict. Mm-hmm. As human beings, our position was of the convicted criminal on death row. Okay. Christ has already made his offer, made his part. He is not a tyrant. He says in Isaiah 18, come let us reason together. Mm-hmm. But he tells you that I have said before you this day, life and okay. death, okay. good and evil. Okay. But because I love you, I entreat you to choose life that you may live. Okay. And so, like every other relationship, it is based on trust. It is based on time together. The aspect of trust in human relations is called faith in dealing with Christ. And in faith, it means that you know that he knows best, loves you best, and will give you the best. Psalm 89 verse 5 says that the Lord is a son and a shield. No good thing will he withhold from them that trust him. And so, yes, we can express ourselves. It's called prayer. We can speak to God. You read the Psalms and many other parts of the Bible, and people pour out their sincere sorrows and complaints to the Lord. But ultimately, we have to understand that he is king and Lord. Many people want him as their savior, but not as their Lord. But to have the full benefit of Christ, you have to accept him both as savior and as Lord. It means when you have Jesus Christ as your head, you have no discretion. Does it mean that way? It means that you have your discretion, but once you surrender it to him as Lord, he holds sway over your life. Thank you. And you can surrender yourself to him in that way because you know and trust him that he will give you even his very life. <laughs> There's no way that when you surrender to him, he will give you anything less than the best. Okay. So trust comes in. Thank you, Elder. So Elder Small, will come to you. Does our disobedience to the instructions of Jesus Christ has negative re- replication on him? Yes. Uh, the, the truth is that I think uh, Ella made mention the perfect um, Bible verse okay. uh, which which needed much to be expanded. Probably I know that in our future encounter with our listeners, we'll bring them to bear. But the truth is that once you accept somebody as your head, what it simply means is that you want the person to direct you. Okay. So fail what to let the person direct you signifies that you have now decided that a person is no more your head and now you are now going by your own discretion and that's what comes with the consequences so the, the question is does our disobedience to the instructions of Christ has a negative repercussion on his mission on this planet because when he was living he commissioned the disciples to continue the evangelism we all understand that and we know that even every company has its mission so when employees or followers decide not to adhere to those um, conditions of the company, the possibility that the company will not even achieve its mission is very high. So when Christ was leaving, he commissioned the disciples to continue the job. So the question is, does our disobedience to Christ affect his mission on this planet? Well, per human standard, we may wait that it will affect, but the truth is that he declares that this gospel will have to be 
getting into the whole world world before he comes. Okay. So how he does it is his own cup, his own business. Okay. And the truth is that you see, in the era when he was about to get into Jerusalem for crucifixion, when um, the whole a nation were making noise that Hosanna, 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 and they were shouting that no, they should keep quiet. He made mention that if they allow these people to keep quiet, he can even raise stones. Yeah, meaning that he would do the impossibility for the message to get into wherever he's supposed to get to. So, if we decided to disobey, he has his own way of ensuring. But the good thing about it. But there's a famous writer who says that God is inviting you and I to just put our hand to the prow to ensure that things are done to, to his glory. Wow. I've enjoyed the program and I wish it continued. Unfortunately, time is not on our side. But I believe you've learned something fruitful. All what I have to say is when you make Christ your head, the storms will come. The troubles and the tribulations and the adversities will come, but at the end, you emerge victor. I thank you for joining us. I had this discussion with my elders. Alexander, and I've been your host, Kofi Asante. Until we meet next week, God richly bless you. We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849 plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com you can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. Savior God to thee
come With shouts of acclamation And take me home What joy shall fill my heart Then I shall bow In humble adoration And they proclaim My God, how great Thou art Then sings my soul My Savior God to Thee We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail dot com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail dot com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists P.O. Box KS17564 Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa For AWR Ghana, I am Belle. May God bless you. Hey, hey, hey.